Creatures of the Night, welcome to episode 197 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker, right there. Uh, my name is Alex Dorio, I am one of your co-hosts, one of the Creatures of the Night, and I am joined as always by my fellow Creature of the Night, my co-host, my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, he is a man who kicked my butt in SmackDown vs. Raw GM mode 15 years ago, day after day, week after week when we got out of school, uh, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, you know, I got to bring that up tonight because we're, we're kind of uh, returning to that idea, yeah. to that uh, uh, framework here. I'm going to try to get some revenge for you because we've got a very special, uh, unique, one-of-a-kind fantasy draft of our own that we're going to be conducting here tonight. And we can't do that alone. It would be such fun if we did it by ourselves, but I thought it'd be even more fun if we brought in a friend uh, to make it a three-way draft, made it a little bit more interesting. So who else could we have here but um, our returning champion, friend of the show, two-time guest, making it a, his third appearance here on Talking Taker, one of our original friends of the show, Mr. Randy Turco. Randy, welcome back to Talking Taker. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. I was going to mention, this is the... Three, uh, Pete. Thrice is nice, right? That's and, right. Uh, I now have as many Talking Taker appearances as the Denver Broncos have Super Bowl titles. Uh, <laughs> it took them 50 years to get it done. It took me a couple of years, so I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> <laughs> you are the Peyton Manning of uh, Talking Taker. Or you, yeah. you can be John Elway if you if you prefer. I don't know. <laughs> Both well, great choices. Both great choices there. I thought you were going to say we we're going to bring in Teddy Long because we had like like a three-way. He's going to be SmackDown. <laughs> I was going to be ECW and you're going to be Raw. No, no, no. Teddy. It's tag team match, player. Tag team match, We need player. another person yeah. for that. <laughs> well, uh, Randy, before we get into this whole concept, what, what the heck we're doing here, just tell us how you've been. You, you last joined us on the show for the Escape the Undertaker. That was a fatal four-way. Yeah. Uh, that we well, had here on the show talking about that uh, crazy Netflix movie. Uh, what's new, man? What's going on? How you been? Can you guys believe that was five months ago? Like they talk about with the pandemic, yeah. the the days are long, but the years are short. And that's I, I looked back and I thought it's been almost a half a year since I've been on already. It doesn't feel like that. That's you know, crazy. Have, we have the holidays and a lot of snow up here in Minnesota, and that was it. So here I am again. But uh, same old, same old. I was just telling everybody before we hit record that I'm, as you can see behind me, we're getting ready to move. So I am joining Travis and Alex in the recent move club. That's right. There That's you go. Right. That's we'll right. Put some, we'll put up some t-shirts like bullet club, move club. Uh, <laughs> so we're packing up. Uh, we're probably going to move in May. I think it is. I think when the house kind of gets finished and we're going to move in May. So that'll be fun. Uh, more yeah. of an undertaker area. I can move my undertaker detolf out of the gym and I can move it in my actual little rec area. Yes. Nice. So I'm excited to be able to have more room for Taker stuff. My wife doesn't know that yet, but that's the plan. Well, congrats. <laughs> that's exciting. And uh, so so tell us, um, um, we, we've talked about your mini Undertaker collectibles, and we've seen some of the awesome ones, and we've talked about our eBay battle over the Undertaker hat. Uh, we talked about that on an episode. What's, uh, what's your most recent uh, fun Undertaker memorabilia purchase? 
so we haven't purchased it yet, but I'm, I'm going to be um, podcasting with uh, Steven Zeman on Collecting Dead Man, my monthly spot, which is the other thing that I do. Awesome. And uh, we're going to be doing that on Thursday for, um, I think next week is when he'll drop it probably. And what we're going to try to do is we've been, we've been after those little gingerbread ornament men. Yes. And, yeah. And so uh, there's a couple of them. I used to think, I don't want any of those. Those are dumb. Well, now I've totally done a 360 on that. And they have the American Badass one with the jeans and the blue uh, kind of like <laughs> coat thing, the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. And they have somebody posted two of them for like 20 bucks uh, each. You know, their quantity is two. And so I told Steven, if they're still there on Thursday, we should do live uh, best offer. Like best offer the same thing, whatever it's okay. going to be. Couple bucks off, seventeen bucks, sixteen bucks. See if the guy bites before the end of the show. So I love it. That's what we're that's gonna awful. do. Hopefully, we'll get uh, we'll get twinsies on the uh, ginger dead man. <laughs> the ginger dead man. That's right, yeah, Travis. That's right. You have one of those. I do. I do have a ginger dead man. It's amazing. I mean, and, and there's nothing more badass than a, a gingerbread man ornament. So uh, perfect. <laughs> the Undertaker has one of those. Uh, that's great, man. Uh, I, I think he's got enough ornaments now. You could have a whole Undertaker tree in your house. We talked about with uh, with the bigger house now, we'll have three levels. We'll have basement and then first level and then second level. So there, there might, be a third, might be a third Christmas tree coming. And then we got to choose a theme. So I'll suggest. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Throw it I, out think, there. I think three trees. Taker, 1990 to uh, 2000, then 2000 to 2004, and then 2004 to, you know, retirement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's probably enough that. out there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there and uh, I got to ask you before we get into the main event here tonight, uh, it's not Undertaker-related, but I know you're a I do is I think it's in theaters for one day, right? It's one day, and then <laughs> yeah. it's going to go to streaming, which I probably yeah on could, demand all that. Yeah, I probably could have got it the next day, but I'm I'm me, and I feel like a duty to like be there. So I haven't been in a movie theater since February of 2020. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a first for me. But I, I again, I feel a duty to go there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put on like nine masks, and I'm gonna go. <laughs> And uh, I probably won't have anything to drink. Like a cane mask, Ray Mysterio mask, Phantom Undertaker mask. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be awesome. And I, I brought two tickets. I, I got my horror buddy, uh, Nick, I think he's going to come with me, I think, but if he eventually decides he's not comfortable, I'll totally get it. And I'll just, I'll go by myself if I have to, unless one of you guys want to commute up, I, you know, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk off here. We'll talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, how, what, what are the odds that within a six month period, your two favorite pop culture obsessions, the undertaker and the Foo Fighters would both release a horror movie. Like that is such a strange thing. Who would have ever believed that sentence? Now I just need them to do one together and my life will be complete. Ooh. And mm. I, I can write my memoirs, but uh, I bet Edge can make that happen. Edge's Edge's brothers. Yeah. Would be he, that, he would yeah. be the, you know, he would be, yeah. be the go between. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. What... I, I think it'll be very good. I think it'll be like a lot like the taker, uh, Netflix movie. I think it'll be fun. You know, it'll be hilarious. Um, I don't know if it'll be Scream Four or Scream Five. I should say. I don't know if it'll be serious as a heart attack. I just think it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. Definite, definite Blu-ray for me. Of course, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, good deal, man. We'll have you back on. Uh, we'll share. We'll hear your review of that uh, sometime in the future. I am sure. But uh, as well, for tonight, speak, well, I'll go ahead. Speaking of music yeah, yeah, yeah. and musicians, you might be feeling Minnesota, but you are looking California tonight, brother. Ooh. 
Thanks. Yeah. Both of you do. Yeah. I'm, uh, we're dressing up for the occasion, which Alex I'll let that. I'll let yeah. you real music fans pick that pick that line out. <laughs> Leave it in the comments, folks. Yeah. Uh, what song was that from? Well, we are uh, we are dressed to the nines tonight because we have a very special episode here. Uh, as I said at the top, uh, we are doing a fantasy draft for the Undertaker. So this is a uh, bit of a. Uh, uh, veering off course for the, for the normal path of talking taker, but you know, here in this uh, time that we're past his career, we're just looking at different stuff. Thought it'd be fun to go off the beaten path here for a fantasy ministry of darkness draft. Now, what in the heck does that mean here? Uh, well, the concept kind of came to me. I was just kind of thinking, uh, about the Ministry of Darkness and how, while it is an iconic faction, an iconic period of the Undertaker's career, is it really that great of a faction? I mean, there are some cool guys in it. You got the the Acolytes, uh, definitely like a Hall of Fame tag team there, but then you've also got Midian and Viscera. And while we love those guys here on Talking Taker, couldn't we do a little bit better? Uh, you know, there's so many like I, great undertaker inspired characters supernatural fantasy horror type characters that have come in his wake and there were many that were before him that kind of inspired the undertaker character as well and wouldn't it be cool if you could combine all of those into like a mega ministry of darkness faction here so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna take turns we're gonna do 10 rounds of drafting and we're each gonna try to come up with the best Ministry of Darkness style faction. So we'll give the rules here in just a second, but just let's take a minute and spend a, uh, uh, spend a few minutes talking about the Ministry of Darkness itself. Uh, Randy, when I say those three words, Ministry of Darkness, wh what are some of the first memories, matches, moments that come to your mind? Uh, first thing is Amish Devil. That's what kind of went to that. Yeah. Goatee, but he's getting a little bit more satanic, so he's the yeah. Amish devil, so we called him uh, my group of friends. And um, I mean, Taker's only like 33 or so during this time, and I know I remember he won he won the championship uh, the night Owen died, unfortunately, but he, he rolled up Steve Austin, but it was obviously kind of a forgotten championship win for good reason. Um, but he won a belt during that uh, time, and really, I, even though he did win the belt briefly uh, in '99, there, I, I thought the coolest thing about the ministry. Uh, although I think it could have been cooler in some aspects, but I thought the coolest thing about it was when he started burning Stephanie McMahon's teddy bear, yeah. and throwing it at Vince and stuff. He was kind of like going past the championship. Like I, mm. I, I've been there, done that. Yeah. I want to own the WWF. Like I'm going past just winning the title. Uh, so that was kind of my, when I was a kid, that was what I was excited to the ministry for. I was like, Whoa, he's going after McMahon. He's going past the belt. Yeah. Travis, how about you? Oh, I just, you know, I think of just all of the standard iconic moments from this, like with Austin on the symbol, you know, and him stabbing Midian and all like sacrificing him. And I just think of all that, like um, him and trying to sacrifice Steve Austin and embalming him all that. Like, I just think of all those things and him burning the, uh, the, the teddy bear, you know, um, is it where two Stephanie is in this? Yes. Too, right? I, mean, yes. I just think of all those, the standard things that come out, but, uh, probably, I mean, and also I think of, you know, hanging boss man, like, yes. I'm not saying my memories aren't necessarily great memory, but they're the ones that stand out. They, they're last. And it's been, I mean, it's been what, 23 years since a lot of these memories and a lot of these things happen. And they still are fresh in my mind. I, I remember where I was watching them, you know, like at the night I wasn't. So again, it's like, a. 
it's just iconic, you know. Um, he he didn't have the best matches. He was a little chunky during this period, a little out of shape. You know, he'll even admit that. Like I said, he's in his early thirties, mid thirties, but he was just looking, looking rough. You know, he was not looking California at all. He was looking, <laughs> looking rough. But uh, yeah, it just I, I don't remember those. I just remember the moments, you know. And it was just Russo-fied, man, like to the max. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree with both of you guys. Uh, I think definitely it's the moments of this period of time. It's, yeah. it's uh, a little bit less than a year uh, that this sort of character, this this path that he goes on. But yeah, uh, it takes the theatricality of The Undertaker to a yeah. new level with all those things you guys both mentioned with the symbol and the fires and the hangings and the the, the wedding to Stephanie, the dark yeah. wedding yeah. Uh, where Paul Bearer's got his... <laughs> His uh, his vows and his little the, felt book. Yeah, he's got WandaVision, <laughs> like Wanda's Darkhold book. Like, yeah, it's just something crazy. Yeah, who knows? Um, all of that in there, and uh, it. it um, it, it really boosted the Undertaker in this peak of the Attitude era uh, and made him such a vital, strong character during that time. And he, I mean, he was a top guy. He was he was the heel, really, through that through that main part of, of 1999. Uh, and it was all because of this. And, and it just kind of made sense for the Undertaker to have a faction of guys to sort of evolve into this cult leader. It, it just you never really thought twice about him doing that and having these followers. Um, and as it was far a natural as, evolution of that character. Yeah, yeah it really was. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. I was just, just going to mention how how quickly Undertaker and wrestling evolves from. 1990, the mullet, no tattoos, the undead zombie that's impervious to pain, to 1999, like, we're doing sacrifices on TV and crucifixions, <laughs> not crucifixions. No, symbolization. Pain. Symbolisms. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, think about that. You said that nine years. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, counting back now from nine years, it's 2013. I mean, guys are the same. They have like CM Punk's the same guy today as he was in 2013 when he was there. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, he took six years off. But I'm just saying, like, you know, those characters haven't changed at all. You're right. Like, he changed so much in nine years. Dolph Ziggler, same guy today as he was in 2013. You know, uh, just it's just weird. You know, you're right. It's a big, big change for an iconic character. Well, the first utterance of the words Ministry of Darkness came on October 19th, 1998. So this was the night after Judgment Day, 1998, uh, where Undertaker and Kane fought to uh, to a no contest with Stone Cold Steve Austin as the referee. And that was the initial promo where Undertaker utters those words, and it all kind of spirals out of that. Now what we have is a beginning of a new era. And we will unleash, with our Ministry of Darkness, a plague for which the World Wrestling Federation has never seen. Nor will it be ever understood amongst those who do not relish in the darkness. So now, those of you who do not declare shall be declared according to wikipedia the end of the ministry of darkness was september 23rd 1999 which i believe is when undertaker gets written off tv yeah again due to injuries so uh basically takes us almost through a year yeah um the members of the ministry of darkness officially were of course the undertaker as the leader uh, and then you had paul bearer with him throughout that time as well 
Uh, you had the Acolytes in Bradshaw and Farouk. You had Midian, who uh, famously was sacrificed on that episode of Monday Night Raw, and he levitates and is pierced. Some great special effects. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a spectacle Spared to watch. Spared no expense, man. You got the yeah. John Hammond like, approach. Spared no expense. Uh, Viscera, who was again sacrificed. And then The Brood, which is Edge and Christian and Gangrel, are shortly members of the Ministry of Darkness. Um, they are involved in the hanging of the big boss man, but uh, it does not take long for them to get kicked out of the Ministry of Darkness. And right. I was always a little disappointed that we didn't get more of a... I, th- I thought that could have been a really cool moment to have a Brood versus Ministry of Darkness feud during that time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, the Big Show is listed on Wikipedia as an official Ministry of Minist- uh, member of Ministry of Darkness. Do you guys feel like he's officially a member? I mean, they had, they had the, like, the tag run at the end. Right. I, like you said, the ministry officially dies when taker goes off on injury in september of 99 but really did it die before that yeah i'd say yeah (laughs) yeah i think so and then wikipedia also lists shane mcmahon as the ministry's mole within the corporation so i guess he's an official member of the ministry of darkness of course we had the corporate ministry merger which was uh really kind of they're all combined into one faction for a large chunk of this time uh which um we're just going to pretend they're just the ministry of darkness here for tonight so um okay let's talk about the rules for tonight's festivities uh we have all agreed upon these rules i've uh we have discussed them over email before we got on the show tonight but the idea is that we're all going to build this fantasy ministry of darkness faction and um, the idea is not to build like the strongest faction ever. So right. we're not going to be drafting John Cena, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin. If you want to make a case and have them in your Ministry of Darkness and, and come up with a reason, well, we, you know, bring it, bring it to the table. Let's hear it. But the idea is more to have that spooky, fantasy, supernatural faction of guys that we could have in here. Uh, so everyone's going to build a 12 wrestler faction over 10 rounds now i'll explain to you how that's going to work uh everyone's going to start off with the undertaker all three of us so no one we're not going to hoard the undertaker everybody gets the undertaker yes thankfully so he is (laughs) the constant here on your team as he Uh, has been for the last 30 years indeed um everyone must take a manager to everyone must draft a manager at some point in your draft uh, everyone must take at least one woman in your draft. You can take more than one. You can take more than one manager if you want, but you have to have at least one of them. And then you will have to take one tag team as a unit. So uh, each of us gets to pick one tag team unit. Uh, and that is how we'll get to 12 guys through 10 picks. Because we'll start with The Undertaker and then one pick will be a tag team. So that'll bring us to 12 guys. Everyone else in the history of wrestling is up for grabs and is fair game. But you cannot draft anybody twice, and you can't draft any character, a different version of a character. So I couldn't draft uh, Midian, and Travis could not draft Phineas Godwin later on after that. So Dang it! <laughs> Sorry to ruin your chances there. Uh, and no, again, we no, are... Can't do it. We're, um... There's no... This is like the Marvel MC. Like, there's, there's no timeline. Like, the time exists... Exactly. You can pick anybody from any era. This is yes. not 1999. But if you want to make a case for that a character from 99, that's fine. Of course. Yep. 
Yep, that is the deal. Um, We're using the time stone here from Doctor Strange and just blowing it wide open. (laughs) How many Marvel references can we see? The corporate minister, I was going to say, it's kind of like when the the X-Men the Avengers came together, but then it was crap. (laughs) This is the the multiverse of ministries right here. Yes. (laughs) Undertaker in the multiverse of ministries, yeah. (laughs) All right, so in my Undertaker hat, I had my wife write down all three of our names on slips of paper and fold them up to where I could not see them. So I have no idea whose name is whose. And I'm going to randomly draw for the order of the draft here. Alex, when you said you were using a randomizer, I thought, oh, cool, there's some computer program or website out there that he's going to use. I didn't know we were doing nope. names in a I could have done that. but uh... <laughs> no, That would have been way less cool. All right. There I also came dressed as John Daly. Just a T-shirt and a hat. Somebody has to be that guy. All right. The First. number one draft pick. Well, that makes it seem like I cheated, but uh, it's me. It's I drew okay. my name first, so I will draw first. Did. I, did. I, did. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not cheating. I could have had her come down here in the basement and do it, but she's eight months pregnant, and she doesn't want to walk down these stairs anymore. All right. Travis, you are the number two draft no. pick. <laughs> Sorry, Randy. This is rigged. <laughs> it is. Visitors walk. Yeah. Randy, you're number three. Nice. But uh, everyone okay with drafts. that? Do I need to redraw? No, no. no. Most of my mock drafts, I was third anyway. Okay. So I'll get a nice top three pick. Guarantee it. <laughs> All oh, right. Man. So now that we have the draft order in our heads, I will let that simmer for a moment and let us kind of collect our thoughts. And while we do that, uh, let's talk about Undertaker sightings for the month of February. I don't know about some of these Undertaker sightings. It's almost like Ripley's, believe it or not. Well, I hope it's true. Uh, before we get jump into the draft here, um, Travis, go, there was a major our, uh, one. On site reporter Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> For the Undertaker sightings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just call back to last month. <laughs> uh, Travis the Undertaker appeared on a show I did not know existed until a couple <laughs> <Me> weeks <either>. ago, <laughs> hosted by Ronda Rousey on ESPN. And uh, tell us, uh, you had the chance to watch it. I don't know if you saw it, Randy, but. Uh, you saying I, it, Randy? I don't, I don't have ESPN Plus. And I don't know. Like you guys, I've never heard of it. Is this akin to, I know Peyton Manning had Peyton's places. It's like, off. It's it's an offshoot of that. Yeah. 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 It's like Fear the Walking Dead. It's just a little, it's same universe. Yeah. It's a, it says like from Peyton's place. So yeah, it's R- Rowdy's, whatever, R- Rousey's, I don't know what it was called. What's it called? Ronda. Rowdy's places, I believe. Oh, Rowdy's places. Okay. That doesn't even have an alliteration. No, it's not <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I didn't know this existed until you texted me, and um, I have ESPN Plus because I have Disney Plus and Hulu bundle with it. So it was cheaper to get all that for like two years than it was to get them separately. So anyway, and I have three children who love Disney Plus, and so do I. But anyway, so um, yeah, I watched it. It's only about twenty minutes long. It's uh, she's mega. She's about as pregnant as your wife right now. She's about eight <laughs> months pregnant in this video. She's super pregnant. But essentially, it seems like. Just judging from the names of the shows, they just kind of pick a theme and then talk about it. Well, this one is called, like, The Greatest Showman. So I thought they were going to have Hugh Jackman there or something, but it was actually, uh, you know, it was actually Taker. So she sits down with him. He's, like, in L.A. with her or something. So I don't know what he's doing there, but um, they're in, like, a big, like, theater, like a old-school, like, theater. And um, they just kind of talk about 
the origin of professional wrestling. Kind of briefly get into, you know, he talks about it, and they have some, you know, clips playing of, you know, black and white footage of, you know, just how wrestling began. It was just guys, you know, literally wrestling at circuses, and then, you know, became kind of a it, it was a it was a shoot, you know, and then it became, hey, we can make this to work and make money off these people and yada yada. So they, he 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 gives a little oral history of wrestling itself. And then she just kind of brings up, like, well, how did it, you know, you're one of the greatest showmen there is. You've been there 30 years. You've changed characters. You've gone to stuff we already talked about. And he says, you know, she says, hey, how did that start? So he brings up Gorgeous George. And he was the first showman, you know, <laughs> and it shows clips of George walking out and just, and like, you don't, like, watching the clips from the guys earlier, just two burly men in underwear. And like, when Gorgeous George appears on the scene, like, he really does change the game. Sure. Like, yeah. he really does, man. Like, he adds that theatricality. He adds the, you know, the sense of wonderment and awe. And he made you wonder, too, like, kind of a little ambiguous, you know, which back then was a little bit cutting edge, you know, as a little bit, ooh, taboo, you know. So um, that was pretty cool but to see that. And they talk about him and uh, just kind of go through that a little bit. And then they just kind of come up all the way up to now. And they're just talking about Taker's career and show some clips of him. And they actually have the clip of him being introduced as Kane the Undertaker. Oh, that's they good. actually have the audio, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Integra tells a story we've all heard about how he's at home and the phone rings and he's like, is this the Undertaker? And he's, you know, tells the story of him putting the phone. Like, yes, yes, it is. And, you know, <laughs> talks about that and talks about how Vince, you know, he's had this character for years, but he never had the guy to pick him. So he's like, you know, he picked a, you know, a big guy with no personality because that's what you need. And they kind of laugh about that, you know. So, um, but anyway, let me just try to talk about some iconic stuff in his career and that really focus on Hell in the Cell with Mick Foley kind of spend the meat of it talking about that and just showing how crazy it was and kind of walking you through that. And it's almost like she's watching for the first time, but I mean, I hope she had, but they're watching on this giant screen and everything. <laughs> and then they just kind of talk about it. And then they close the show up. They're up in the rafters or like the balcony of this theater. And, uh, she's like, you know, uh, I have something here for you. It's a gift. And she pulls out like this mannequin dummy dressed like mankind. And, uh, She's like, will you, will you do me the honors of throwing him to this table right here? Well, that changes everything. I'm all for it, but Mick's not here. I'm prepared. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll do this, but we got to do it right. Okay. Why? Because there's something obviously missing here. You have a mask with you? Don't you? <laughs> okay, let's see. I'm adding it to my notes. Here we go. How's that? It's good enough alone. There we go. Oh, Nick. I'm sorry, brother, but um, you just got to do what you got to do. have to make sure you have two good secure points. One, you control the head and control the back of the pants. Locate your target. See you on the other side, bud. Wow. That aim is impeccable. I still got it. <laughs> and so he's like, I got a surprise for you. And he pulls a mask out of like his back pocket, a mankind mask, and puts it on. And she's like, you carry a mask with you? And it's just kind of funny. Like he was, because I was thinking the same thing. Like, why do you have a mask in your pocket? But anyway, so he throws this mankind dummy off and breaks a table and that's it. So okay, it was, it was neat. They did, it was neat to see the old, old footage, everything else, yeah. you know, we've, done to death on here you know but um yeah it was, it was pretty cool and she you could tell she was enamored with him and like just she's a fan 
especially of him. They talk a little bit about how he brings mixed martial arts in, and he was a fan of that, you know, uh, in the early days of UFC. So it was pretty cool to talk about her world too, you know. So, but I recommend if you got 18 minutes. I mean, it's not very long. So very cool, and uh, you know, it's another uh, example of Undertaker being in the mainstream, being in the conversation, yeah. being on another streaming app, and and, and having more eyes uh, on the product, and just how he crosses generations and crosses those those boundaries. So, uh, and this cool. is before she came back to WWE. I mean, she was right pregnant, and I mean, now she's had her baby and stuff. So, like, this was I don't know when this, you know, I guess it just came out, but I like, think it still, just came out. Yeah. yeah, it coincides with her coming back. So, this bringing she's bringing more eyes to WWE. Now he's bringing more eyes, you know, to that particular product on ESPN. So pretty smart PR for them. Well, cool. Uh, we are recording this a couple weeks before it does come out. So um, if there's any breaking news between now and then, uh, we'll just have to cover it on the next episode of Talking Taker. Uh, still no Hall of Fame announcement. I know we got our fingers crossed. Plenty of other buzz going on around WrestleMania right now, but none of it involves our guy, what? The Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we'll leave that for other podcasts to discuss, uh, like the bottom line what? wrestling cast. So, <laughs> all right, folks. If you're listening to this podcast, then I'm just going to assume that you have already heard the news. Of course, that the Undertaker is going into the Hall of Fame here in 2022. He is going to headline this year's class of the WWE Hall of Fame. We recorded this episode uh, two days before that announcement finally dropped. It is the curse of this podcast that seems to be every month uh, some sort of new Undertaker news or video, something drops as soon as we finish recording the podcast. And of course, the biggest news of all drops after this one. I'm not going to insert the audio here, but Travis and I did record an emergency podcast breaking down our initial reactions to the Hall of Fame and some theories and thoughts and hopes for what his induction might look like, including our ideas for who might be the one to give the speech to induct The Undertaker. You can find that here in the podcast feed. You can also see the video of it on our YouTube channel as well, so go check that out. And now we take you back to the regularly scheduled podcast for the Ministry of Darkness draft. All right. Um, any other news and notes? Am I missing anything, Randy? Nope. That's all I had heard of. I, yeah. I did see the clip online briefly of talking about uh, Travis, like you were mentioning the this the Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I did. I did see that clip, that two minute clip, but uh, yeah. I didn't see the whole thing. So it was nice to hear that Ronda Rousey was kind of enamored with him and the talk of pro wrestling because I, oh, yeah. I never know if she's into legit shoot into wrestling pro wrestling or not or if she's just there for the check because her character is a little as such you know where you're not really sure so i was kind of cool to see or hear i guess hear about her being enamored by talk about pro wrestling and the history of pro wrestling it's yeah. kind of cool to hear now you can tell she's a fan you can tell especially of him you know i mean how could you not be dude he's a freaking sure. icon so yeah well, he is iconic, and he is the one who we're going to build our drafts around this evening. Um, speaking of drafts and The Undertaker, quick footnote. Um, we are coming up on the 20th anniversary of the first ever WWE draft. And on that night, The Undertaker was drafted second overall, number one to Monday Night Raw, but the second overall draft pick. Uh, and, of course, that was a classic reaction that Undertaker had. Very upset with Ric Flair <laughs> drafting him. He's um, so mad. 
Despite my personal differences, I pick a man who is a cornerstone of the World Wrestling Federation. Uh -oh. My number one draft pick for WWF Raw is The Undertaker. But I think we've mentioned this on the show before. Every other draft since then, The Undertaker was never drafted. He was never one of the people selected in the draft lotteries or however they formatted the draft since then, only in that very first ever draft. So I always thought that was just kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, remember Sid in his WCW days? He was hailing from wherever he damn well pleases. <laughs> well, maybe that was The Undertaker. He could show up at any, anywhere he wants. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when Sid in his WCW days kept finding his car that would have been uh, run over by a monster truck by Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg! <laughs> so good. I love Sid. Oh, I love Sid. Sid. So oh, could be a draft choice here. Who knows? But no, uh, you have twice the brain that I do. <laughs> he said, I have half the brain that you do. And then Scott Hall just dying laughing. It's like him and, and Nash are just actually clapping in the ring. And then Nash has like Vince McMahon makeup <laughs> on his face. That's one of my favorite moments in Nitro ever. Oh. Oh, man. Well, uh, all right, gentlemen. That's another podcast. Are we ready to get into this? I am. The inaugural, the inaugural Ministry of Darkness draft. Okay, I you have the first selection. On. Travis will be second. Randy is third. I'm not going to set a timer, but, uh, you know, we'll try to, uh, you know, if, if someone's taking too long, we might give them a buzz or something like that. But uh, I think we can move through it here. Once again, real quick, everyone's got to take one manager, one tag team, one woman, 10 selections here. Everybody's got The Undertaker. So... There's no certain round we have to take managers and nope. women. Whenever and you, as long as you, okay. as long as you get them in there. All right, here we go. I'm nervous, uh, but for for the number one draft pick for my Ministry of Darkness, I think there's only one man who can be the initial number one draft pick. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, there might be two, but but for me, this is the number one pick. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Kane. You gotta have the Brothers of Destruction together as the number one pick. I'm selecting Kane. I, uh, did I ever tell you guys on one of my past appearances how I think I invented Kane? I don't think you did. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, uh, when I was a kid and I was a Taker fan, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, I'm jumping off the couch onto the beanbag while watching on Saturday mornings. And I always thought, like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a wrestler like The Undertaker. And I'm going to, my gimmick, my, I didn't know the word gimmick then, but my thing, my character is going to be just like The Undertaker. I'm going to dress like The Undertaker. <laughs> I'm, of course, going to grow up to be seven feet tall like The Undertaker. I mean, why wouldn't I? Yeah. And I'll have long hair like The Undertaker, and I'll be like his twin. Matter of fact, they'll say that we're brothers, and I'm, I'll be his younger brother. And I'll, so he's The Undertaker, so I'll be The Overtaker. <laughs> and I remember I got out the old Webster's Dictionary because this is like 1992, and I'm looking up overtake to make sure it's an actual yes. word, and it's a positive word too, you know. Yes. So, so I was going to be the overtaker, he's going to be the undertaker. So it does. It kind of works. 
<laughs> a couple years later, they do Undertaker, Undertaker, SummerSlam 94. A couple years later, they do Kane. I'm just saying, if they want to send the royalty check, I'll give them my new address. <laughs> give them a new address. Build you a four-story. Yeah. I love it. Well, That's no, awesome. I, we can't take any fantasy characters here in this draft, so we can't yeah. take the Overtaker. Uh, that'd be a different podcast. We, we, we're dreaming up fantasy characters. But uh, all right, Travis, your first round selection for your oh, Ministry man. of Darkness. Is it bad that I have several just on the in the docket just in case? No, that's how you got to do it, man. That's All how right, you got to so, think about it here. Got to think strategically. That one game was up there for me because I think of it's course. great. Just having what we know the Brothers of Destruction would become. And they'd just gone through that storyline together. I mean, if you're thinking of that if time and place in 99, like that would have been pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, kudos, man. Kudos. Yeah, he was on there. Um, oh, man. Okay, my number one pick. Is going to be controversial. Mm-hmm. It's Raven. Ooh, right. number one pick, Raven. My number one pick is Raven because obviously I'm a huge Raven, Mark. Um, but I think having him be in a cult and not be the cult leader, and then seeing the storyline where that would go with him needing to then, you know, become the t- a big, like try to become. The overtaker, I get overtake taker, and and be, you know, just the just the storylines that would come out of that, you know, I thought would have been great, and just Raven in, uh, just I'm talking peak Raven. I'm not talking the oh, one that course. was Gucci shop. I'm talking peak Raven that would beat Tommy Dreamer for <laughs> two years straight, never lost. Uh, I, just that Raven tortured yeah. soul, uh, who could then you know thought he knew everything, but then needed somebody to guide him. I think as a cool Palpatine Vader type. Uh, relationship yeah. you got going on there so i i yes. love that pick i honestly i, I did not i did not write him down because i i thought you would pick him i didn't know it'd be your first round pick but well, i thought you yeah. would get to him at some point so uh i, did too, I had travis taking raven at some point yep. yeah everybody yeah. <laughs> knew might as well go ahead and do it first <laughs> all right i like it uh randy your no your first round selection so i am i am dressed for the occasion by the way Yes. You see all the NFL drafts where they are dressed up with their ball cap or their team. Yeah. Um, I got the uh, got the Gatorade here. Got the bottle of water. I think on either end of the podium. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Uh, so I'm going to go way off base because I'm, I'm going to take the long way around town. So I'm going to really go off track here. I think my first pick is going to be my tag team. Okay. And I and I'm going to go with not even a tag team. That's probably what you're thinking of right now. I'm going to go with my first tag team. The Demolition, Axe and Smash. Oh, Ooh, I wow. have it on my list. That's right. awesome. I think three-time WWF Tag Team Champions, they're very Mad Max with their studs and their leather, very Kiss with their Kiss face paint underneath their I mask. Love it. And I think I'm the only person on planet Earth who liked Demolition more than the LOD. As a matter of fact, I was such a Yankee coming up with, you know, not really seeing WCW until the Monday Night Wars, I actually thought, only person on planet Earth, that, that it was LOD was the real demolition. <laughs> so when sure. LOD came in, like, 92, 91, I'm like, who are these guys that are oh. trying to catch it? And, I'm, you know, it's always the inverse. Of course, Bruce Pritchard says that's not true, but I, I don't know. But um, So, yeah, I, and also possibly the greatest theme song ever. He's a liar. I have to... <laughs> Not Randy. Bruce Bruce Bruce. 
I have to have I have to have uh, Demolition's theme song in my ministry so I can dance on the table just like Pat McAfee does when Nakamura comes. Oh out. yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Man, what a picture you just painted with, with Demolition standing there as the enforcers in that Ministry of Darkness, dude. I freaking love and that. Think about, like, Super Shredder Taker and, like, the way they could have, like, built their stuff off of him. Yeah, they've been awesome, man. Good pick, dude. Good call. And when they, they came apart a little early, in my opinion. I'm, like, 10 years yep. old in WrestleMania 7, but I was like, how is this over already? And Yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh, man, and Crush, and then Axe was just gone, and... So just to confirm, though, you're taking Axe and Smash. Yes. Okay. Crush is still on the table. Crush is still on the table. Okay. Okay. Crush. <laughs> I'm a big Kona Crush fan, you know. Um, all right. Interesting. Wow. That did not go the way I thought it was going to go. So, uh, okay. Now I'm, I'm, I'm even more nervous now because <laughs> I don't know how your second round picks are going to go. But, uh, man, they're still... Of course, uh, many, many heavy hitters oh, on the board here. Oh, there's on the board. Of so, course, yeah. dude. But, like, I don't want to go fully chalk with my with my draft, even though it's kind of there. But uh, I, I do have to take one, to me, that is a, uh, uh, that is a dream pick. Uh, to me, is a guy who he did have some interaction with The Undertaker later on in his career. Uh, had a couple of big-time matches with him. But to me, uh, there's so much more meat on the bone for what their feud should have been. And Travis on the show, we talked about it. He would not have been the overtaker, but he could have been the sundertaker, uh, in our opinion. I am talking about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is my number two pick to be in my Ministry of Darkness. Because I am not your redemption. I cannot be your redemption, Undertaker, because I am the new face of fear. You know, again, another guy who could probably you could have him in the Ministry of Darkness, then you could have him break off and then start his Wyatt family and start this feud with the Ministry of Darkness. But gosh, just having those two guys stand next to each other in the ring as a tag team, possibly to me, uh, he's got to be my number two pick. Yeah, I think Kane and Kane and uh, Bray Wyatt were one and two on my regular wrestlers column on my mm-hmm. right, on my left monitor. Um, so I mean. You, Doing pretty good getting the top two guys on my board anyway. Oh, yeah. Those were top two. Like, if, I, if someone, just a random guy could pick top two, those were definitely dead ringers. So, good job. Did he do The Fiend, too? I mean, he Man, is God. all in there. I, I, I am personally going to go specifically with Bray Wyatt. Uh, I, I, I think The Fiend is incredible, but uh, I, I want him... I want him as the Bray Wyatt be Bray. of like, yeah, yeah, 2012-13-ish. That's what I'm yeah. picturing in my head. So. Sure, yeah. All right, Good. Travis, round two selection. All right, I'm going to go with my tag team right now and um, because I'm afraid that what something you just said scared me because I'm afraid one of these guys will get taken. I'm going to go with Chronic. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. See, Brian Adams is still – Crush is still available, right? Because he went with Axe and Smash. He did. So Crush did. is available, right? Okay, I had to get it down here in case you took Crush later, dude. You're a huge crush mark, Alex, so I had to say that. And here's the thing. All right, I know you're laughing, yes. but I'm telling you. Oh, I just okay. wasn't expecting it. I love it. Think about it. it. Think about it. I know I'm here. the I'm WWF here fans here are going to be like, you're an idiot. They suck. Okay, you have to watch them in WCW. Yeah. They were yeah, for sure. absolutely insanely they were. over. Yeah. They were like whatever the next, you know, it, they weren't Road Warrior Pop type guys, but like they came out. 
They did what the Road Warriors did. They did what Demolition did, but they were a newer age. And they're Taker's buddies. They're dead ringers yes. to be in the ministry. And they have a history there. If you want to bring that past in, you can. But um, also, just, okay, I, I was saying this too. Acolytes. They, we, we love them now. They sucked in 99. Like, they, oh, yeah. That, that was not cool, man. Like, no. Think no. about, like, when they put, they were just like two random guys put together. Suddenly oh. they have this stuff on their chest. Yeah, it's just like, are you kidding me? And like, what they become now, we, we love. But then, because they became the like, APA. We exactly. love the APA. We didn't really exactly. love the accolades. I don't love them as an accolade. I love the APA. But so I love Chronic from day one. These dudes just coming out, busting heads. So I'm thinking of them as like doing what the APA would do, like, you know, or what the accolades would be like. Seeing them, they could be dark, brooding. They're huge guys, too, man. Just, I don't want to put too many little people here. Like, just, they're, they're big jack guys. So anyway, that's my pick. Dang, Fine. man. You you defended like it. it. I, you owned it. I like I like the, you know, Alex coming with the one-two on, on my board, but I also like thinking outside the box. And some a lot of my picks, I think, are thinking outside the box. And I, so I, Chronic wasn't even on my radar. That's no. great. Good. Well, he said something about Crush is still available. And I was like, I got to get Crush in there then. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not showing you my notes that. because I don't want you to see everything else I've got, but I do have I do have Crush on my list. It's, see, uh, I see. Whew, yeah, I had to I go did, get him in I early, have him on there. I love I it, to. man. I, I can see it. I buy it, man. Totally. All right, Randy, hit us with another uh, second round pick here. Yeah, off. I'm gonna. I'm still off the beaten path. I'm gonna take my manager right now. Okay, I like it. Also, Good again, strategy. I, don't think I don't think a manager anybody's gonna take anyway. But I'm still going there early. I'm gonna go with the sinister minister. Ooh, he's on my list. He's, he's on, on my, my list, list, but <laughs> way down, way down on my list. Good job. You played with fire, and you got. Burn. You can't say that you weren't warned, and I can't imagine it happening to a more deserving victim. You know, ECW's evil priest, he was kind of like their crypt keeper in 2000. He managed the unholy alliance of Tajiri and um, Whipwreck, and he managed Abyss technically in TNA, and as James Vandenberg, he, he even uh, managed Mortis in WCW, so I just thought... Having him as that manager guy, that uh, with his uh, red suit and his black yeah. shirt, his widow's peak, and he's got like those upside down V's for eyebrows. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy with his mic ability, I'm ready, top notch. Put him with the Undertaker and Demolition. One hundred percent. That's man. great. Like great I think he gets slept on because he was never in WWE. Like he's right, but he was awesome in WCW. He was great uh, in in TNA. Even he had a little. He spent some time there, mm-hmm. like Father James yeah. Mitchell. Like I mean, what a great character. Um, I don't know if either one of you saw the Dark Side of the Ring on Canyon, but he's like the star of that episode as well. Oh, Tell some he? incredible stories on there. Uh, a wonderful pick, fantastic pick, Randy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. One of the top managers available, I think. Yeah. Whew, okay, round three. I gotta, I'm kind of rethinking my board here with what you guys are, are throwing out there. Um, We're leaving a lot open still. You did? A lot no? of good stuff open. There is, but uh, yeah, I know. I, I don't want to just be obvious, though. Um, man, all right, so you, you've taken tag teams. You've taken managers. I'm going to take the first female uh, off the board here. Oh, no. I had some... <laughs> have many and i uh well i won't give it away but uh this one to me 
uh, was not my initial first choice, but I, the more I thought about it, the more I was drawn to her, um, thinking about the different things that she could do. And I am going to use her as my uh, woman's pick, but she could end up, you know, she could play a managerial role as well. You know, she, she could play multiple roles here, uh, but she originally was a wrestler and um, just so much versatility, so much personality and energy every time she's on the screen. I'm picking sensational sherry as Ooh, my women's pick nice. um and uh, i could just imagine her you know face paint and, and the screaming on the outside yeah um, so many so much character and personality that she had when she was with the macho man and stuff like that i could see her bringing that to the ministry of darkness Awesome. One of, her, one of her names is Scary Sherry. Mm-hmm. Scary Sherry. Wants to be in the ministry, right? Yeah, I, I, that's Great how call. I'm thinking. You know. Great call, man. Great call. <laughs> I love it that she could double. I mean, I know you're taking her as your fe- one of your female picks. Yes, she, yeah. You're right. Double as a manager or as a valet. And I once told my wife, it was not so hot on wrestling. I said, you know, hey, Trish Stratus started off as a valet, and then she ended up as a seven-time women's champion. Deanna's like, no, she wasn't. I'm like, no, really, she it's was true. a valet. She worked her way up the ladder. She busted herself, and Deanna looked at me skeptically, and she was like, Trish Stratus parked cars before she was a champion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. That kind of ballet. Not that kind of ballet. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But I like it. Scary Sherry. I like okay, it. Okay, that's, that's my first uh, That's my female pick. Uh, all right, Travis, round three, selection. I'm going to go with my female pick as well. Go ahead right. and get them out. Mine is, I, uh, I, I can't, I mean, I can't, this is the first, the first female I thought of to go in here. Uh, and I think she fits like a glove and she is versatile and she's done a lot of stuff. And her name is Victoria. Ooh, okay. Just the, the widow's peak, the, the tattoo song. What was it? All the things you said, all the things you said, just that, that yeah. crazy Victoria who was tormented and stuff. And, you know, she was with Stevie Richards and just, uh, she has so much to offer. When she went to TNA, she had an amazing career in TNA as oh, Hera. Yeah. So she was insane. But uh, I've always had a soft spot for Victoria. I thought she doesn't get the the, uh, the all the praise she, she deserves. So I think she'd fit wonderfully in the ministry. I think Collecting Deadman said on his last episode, I think Victoria had a podcast or an interview recently. I didn't hear it, but she attributed a lot of her breakout character to The Undertaker. Oh, and, Whole, like just finding your identity and like I forget Undertaker said you remind me of somebody and Steven said who it was a movie character and I don't remember and so she went with that and that's when she started doing the spider stuff yeah this, yeah mm-hmm. and then like just took it and ran with it and ended up blowing up for her so yeah. she kind of thanked the Undertaker for her success yeah her name Tara was from Tarantula like she used to do the Tarantula like she had all everything was all themed around that spider type so yeah pretty cool so yeah yep. I like it anyway I did not have her on my list, but uh, it'd make a great case for her. I, I could totally see that. Awesome. All right, Randy, third round selection. Okay, I'm finally going to go to the regular wrestlers column. Okay. Still going to be a little off the beaten path, but I okay. want my main guy, my heavy, standing next okay. to The Undertaker. I want yeah. it to be from Lucha Underground, 
Mil Muertes. I want, I want Lucha Taker to be standing Ooh. next to The Undertaker. On September 19th, 1985, an 8.1 magnitude earthquake shocked Mexico City. Thousands of lives lost that day, including Mill's entire family. Mill was buried alive in the rubble. A seven-year-old child alone in the darkness for days, thinking death was coming. But he didn't feel fear. He felt comfort. Being at the brink of death is where he belonged. And when he finally emerged, he brought all that death with him. Because the coldness and death were where he found warmth where he found strength. Before the earthquake, his name was Pascual Mendoza, but after rising from the ruins, he became Mia Mortes. A thousand deaths are coming. The former uh, Pascual Mendoza, uh, is his character's name, who was seven years old when his entire family died in a earthquake in Mexico City. So now he's got he's shouldering all these deaths, and he's he's just man of a thousand deaths. Mil Muertes, uh, former Lucha Underground champion, and I think he yeah, just showed up MLW. I think he just showed up there. So yeah, I, even back when Lucha was happening, I thought, man, that guy, that guy's Lucha Taker. I would love to see him standing next <laughs> to Undertaker. So here we go, man. Another one I did not have on I my didn't board. I have that on my radar. That's I, awesome, though. Good I call. love it, dude. I love that you uh, uh, you went to the to the depths there, but I, and picked one that was off the beaten path, but absolutely totally makes sense and, and, and fits the uh, the ministry that you're building. Man, excellent selection there. Um, such, he was such a monster on Lucha Underground, but I yeah. don't know if he's. I don't know how tall he is, so I'd, I'd love to see him stand next to Taker to see if he's anywhere near six ten. But on Lucha yeah. Underground. Huge. Seemed like a monster. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So entering round four here. Uh, this is just uh, I, I'm I'm. Are you throwing off? I'm tongue tied, man. I, I don't know <laughs> where to go here, um, because like I want to get my big picks, but I, I feel like y'all are not quite going down the same path that I was going here. So, um, interesting. Okay, I'm gonna pick a guy uh, for my number four pick. Yep, I'm picking this guy. I'm picking a guy who, uh, Travis, you picked a couple friends of The Undertaker in the last round. Uh, I'm going to pick another in-real-life friend of The Undertaker and a friend of the show on Talking Taker. I am picking Charles Wright, but more specifically, I am picking Papa Shango to be in the Ministry of Darkness and to bring the voodoo and to bring the face paint and um, just a character, man, that... I feel like did not get its due in in the WWF. He just, as a child, jumped off the TV for me. I had his Hasbro figure, and I loved playing with that one. And I, I think he should have been a top guy, and it never quite made sense that he wasn't, and that he never had that run with The Undertaker. Um, there was always that talk of him coming in in 97, uh, possibly yeah. for a little another run, and I think that would have been so interesting to see him in the Attitude Era. So that's why I'm picking Papa Shango with my number four pick. That's awesome. a great pick. That's the first pick that kind of got stolen. It got mm. poached off my board of hopefuls. You know, hey, you, you got those guys. You're like, man, I hope he's going to be available later. And uh, I, yeah, 
I, I didn't put him down. I knew he would get taken. So, like he can loan Undertaker pants if he needs them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which I found those. <laughs> right, he did. He found them. And then, I mean, he made the Warrior puke on TV. Like uh-huh. that's, that's he t- absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> All right, Travis, your round four selection from right, Ministry of get, Darkness. I'm gonna get back to characters, to um, wrestlers. I'm gonna go with a guy who. Uh, I just think uh, this is going to be good. I hope I hope so. I hope you guys like it. But I'm going to go with Vampiro. Dang uh, it! Yeah! Dang <laughs> it! So, so All right. Um, so it. Vampiro. I mean, I know you and Alex and I, we loved Vampiro when he was first in WCW. How do you feel about him, Randy? Did you know him like in WCW days, or do you know the old fat washed up commentator <laughs> from Lucha Underground now? No, I did. I, do. I knew him towards the close of WCW. Uh, okay. Um, you know, so I knew that Vampiro and then I was shocked in Lucha Underground and they said, Hey, this is Vampiro here with Matt Stryker. I'm like, this, that's the same guy. It's Matt Stryker and Fast Stryker. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Vampiro, so that character, and he had his own like Deadpool thing in WCW and the Insane Clown Posse. And he had a great Muda and he had Kiss Demon and stuff but, like he, same vein as Raven for me, just like great. And like, he would have been cool to have been just undertaker and learning under and just see him there as the kind of smaller guy that could do maybe even in the light heavyweight division, you know, could, could wrestle in that, you know, so just seeing him standing next to taker up there with my boys chronic and with Raven, I just, I'm visioning it all. And I just, I love the pick of Vampiro. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was going to get that one by you, man. Dang it. I, great pick yeah. great pick you gotta have him there like that yeah that wcw vampiro yeah uh could have been um i mean he kind of was a top guy there for a moment but uh yeah yeah you know, if wcw had hung around a little bit longer he should have won the world title like by new blood rising and would have like, been cool that. man could they could have gone with him yeah. yeah yeah all right all right randy who you got for your round four selection well now after having papa shango poached for me now i feel like i gotta stop fooling around and like get it's time to, to it. go it's go time it's time it's go time. So I'm going to get to Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, right wow. So you think you know. You think you know about the dark side. You think you know about me. Well, remember this, Undertaker. I never said I could feed the masses with a loaf of bread. I never said I could part the seas. I never said I could walk on water. But then again, I never tried. And remember this also. I'm not standing here before you trying to play Jesus and cure the lepers of your soul. So what I do to you in WrestleMania... Is just for me. Strictly just for me. Trust me. What uh, a pick. What a fourth round selection. List. Yeah, because I don't know how long he'll be there. So I, I, and I, you know, all of Jake Roberts, obviously the psychology, um, how he moves in the ring like a snake even when he rolls in and out of the ring. But more so for me, when I thought of Jake Roberts, I thought of The Undertaker and Jake Roberts in 91 interrupting Macho Man and Elizabeth's yeah. Uh, reception. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, so they were kind of a team already before Taker was even, you know, The Undertaker that we would come to know. Yeah. And I just love that heel Jake Roberts with the trust me, trust me, trust me music. And, um, you know, when Warrior wanted to learn the dark side, and so for like three weeks, like, Jake was going to teach him how to be the Undertaker, and he buried him up to his neck in the cemetery, and he locked him in a dark room full of snakes, and he's teaching him the dark side, and then find out he's torturing you. I'm actually with the Undertaker. I mean, like, <laughs> don't trust a snake. Like, I love that. I want that guy in my ministry. Yep. Uh, great pick, man. I had him I had him down on my list. I thought he might get stolen first, so that's good. Good call, man. 
Excellent. You could, you, yeah. He could even be a manager, too. You know, like he can just talk. Sure, you know? yeah. You could use 20, uh, 2022 Jake Roberts yeah. you know, as a manager. I love that. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm, I'm thrown off again, man. We're, uh, we've got six rounds left. Entering the fifth round of the draft here. Um, both, uh, Travis, you've taken your tag team and your woman. Randy, you've taken your tag team and your manager, and I have only taken my woman. So I still have to get a tag team and a manager in here. Uh, but I think I'm still going to go with a regular singles wrestler with my next pick. And... Um, all right, Travis, you took Vampiro off the board. I'm gonna take a guy. Uh, I think you might have you thought might have thought about him, but uh, I, uh, he also could have gone to Randy as well based on one of his picks. I am going with Mortis from WCW. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chris Canyon, aka Mortis. Uh, oh. I think he goes right along with Papa Shango. I could even see them in a tag team together with, with the mask and the face paint. Just another character. So uh, good. The Mortal Kombat influence. Yeah. Um, such great in-ring Dang, work. Um, kind of forgotten about and slept on, but I think uh, one of the coolest WCW characters of all time. Innovator of offense, man. Kanan's so good. He's a utility guy you can put anywhere. He can do yeah. serious comedy power ranger you know Mortal Kombat guy he can do anything he's so good man and he had brief interactions with taker in the alliance but uh yeah that's a great pick dude i definitely had him on my list i was hoping yep. nobody would think of the mortis character i had I to gonna, man you took vampire off man. the board and it screwed me up i know i had him and i had vampire <laughs> and mortis together like a tag team oh man All he right. was going next he was going next to me so that's oh really oh. i had skull scepter skull mask yes Skull face paint, like I need more skulls in my ministry, and Randy Orton's tattoos were not available, so I wanted more. <laughs> All right, made the right choice. Oh, I love it, man. All right, Travis. All right, well, I'm halfway go. point, fifth selection. I'm going to leave my manager on the board, and uh, hopefully, I don't take that person. And um, I'm going to go with somebody who I think is an obvious choice that we've left on the board, um, sure. and I'm going to take Abyss. Oh, so, I was, I was, I was picking between Abyss yeah. and Mortis. That was my two that I was yeah. making a decision between. Wow. Big boy, uh, can work. I mean, obviously there's so many, uh, similarities to Kane, you know, and mankind or whatever. So I get it. that It was Kane like, but like Abyss is a good dude, man. He's a good, good worker. Just seeing him as that tortured soul underneath Taker, Taker slapping him around and, you know, just getting him and yeah, just it just would have been cool to see that you know iteration again another big hoss I need in there because I got little guys like you know a vampiro and a and a raven who's not gigantic so yeah, how do you get another hoss in there I think you do I think you need a big man like that yeah. uh, looking at your draft board and, and that is the perfect selection man dang it on my little flow chart I have if not mortis then abyss so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah both gone. <laughs> Well, it's time for you to steal someone from us, Randy. Who's your fifth-round selection? Yeah, so I think I'm just going to look up, and I'm going to ad-lib here and kind of go. I, some of the guys okay. that I thought would have been gone by now, and I'm okay. kind of glad that they're still there in, in light yeah. of what's happened. I think I'm going to take I think I'm gonna take uh, early Mankind. I think I'm going to take Yeah, yeah. good call. Good call. 
Maybe and you mankind. know what? Oh, go ahead. Or he could be Cactus Jack, I guess. He could be Cactus Jack from the Dungeon of Doom. I mean, he could do that, too. I was say, you could even take the Mankind from that era. Like, from like they had just come off Hell in a Cell 98 and all that stuff. And, you know, you could even... Taker could have even brought him in. Like, it would have made sense. Storm wants to bring him in and kind of mold him back to that old Mankind. You know, he lost his edge. That'd be kind of cool, you know, even then. But, yeah, good call, man. I definitely had that. I'm sure Alex did, too. Yeah, in my world, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't get to the sock. He goes back to. He goes back yeah. to ninety six. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, man. And those two guys are intertwined forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the man, those we we all think of the Hell in a Cell with Undertaker and Mankind, but those ninety six matches with Undertaker and Mankind are just incredible. Mankind well. beats him. Yeah. Beats him like three months in a row. Yeah, yeah, man, repeatedly. Uh, great stuff. Great selection, Randy. Another heavy yeah. hitter off the board. All right, so we're halfway through here. We've each selected five draft picks for our Ministries of Darkness and five left. So entering the sixth round here. You still got a tag team and a manager, right? Still got my tag team and manager, and I think I'm still – I don't think y'all are going to take who I'm thinking of. So, uh, And y'all have both taken your tag team, so I feel like I'm safe on there. I'm probably going to leave them for a while. Uh, but I'm going to take a guy – I want to take someone, I want to uh, pay my respects to the original Ministry of Darkness, so I want to take an original Ministry of Darkness member here, um, and I, for that reason, I'm going to take a guy uh, who, like we said, was only briefly in the ministry, felt like it could have been more, I'm going to take Gangrel for my Dang number it. six <laughs> selection here. What is going on, Michael? able to bring the blood baths and to bring yes. the, the vampire teeth and the music the entrance man oh uh, yeah if there's ever any wrestler that was <laughs> his entrance was him it was gangrel because i don't remember a dang gangrel match i don't remember one but i remember his entrance man and i freaking loved it so uh, i'm adding him to my ministry that music is worth a, the pick alone and then mm-hmm. And then, like you said, the uh, not the blood bath because they would never mention blood. It was the um, dark. It was the viscous liquid. That's what they would always say. <laughs> oh, and and how liquid. iconic is it that I mean, it's being referenced here in 2022 with Edge. Edge is still mm-hmm. bringing back that stuff from Gangrel 24 years ago. Yep. Come on, come on. Awesome, man. That's all right, awesome. Travis. That's a great call. You know, right, man. Six I'm gonna go ahead. Selection. I'm gonna go ahead and get my manager in there, and I'm gonna go with somebody who I love this guy and uh he's a great talker uh used to be a wrestler fantastic talker and his character this particular iteration of this manager i think is the best and that's the jackal oh that's not what i thought you were gonna say no jackal i think and he was even with um didn't he kind of had the apa or the acolytes before they went 
wasn't he with like he was yeah. with Recon and all those guys, and he was with uh, Acolytes before they kind of went to and this they just kind of dropped that storyline and he went they went to the ministry. So I think Jackal, just even back then, dude, I love Don Callis. He can talk, he can get you to hate him. Ministry was heels. Yeah. Just having him as that mouthpiece. Yeah, th- do do you guys remember his work as Cyrus the Virus in two thousand like yes. ECW? Oh, yeah. He was amazing. He was amazing. He's amazing now with Kenny Omega. Like he is so <laughs> yes. good, and just seeing him back then. And again, it would have fit. They could have just parlayed it from the Jackal to right in the ministry. It would have. It would have made sense. I, I, I love. I love Jackal. I believe they were called the Jackalites for like two weeks. Oh the Acolytes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the I think you're right, uh, dude. Excellent pick. I, that is not who I thought you were going to say, but uh, excellent pick. I had one, two, three, four. Four people on my manager board that I thought could possibly fit into the ministry. I didn't, I didn't even think of the Jackal. That's amazing. Good. Yeah. Because I had other people, and I was like, they're obvious. I wanted to pick this one. I think he's a Good. great talker. Yeah, like it would have fit like storyline-wise. You could have made it him. He had the little jewel on his head. He was kind of a mind cult leader. Kind of a cult guy. leader yeah. type yeah. thing. Totally, man. I totally pulling the strings would take her. Yeah. It, it cool fits. pick. Cool pick. All right, Randy, your number six selection. I think I'm going to go with uh, a female wrestler. Yep. And I, yep. I think I'm going to go with Sue Young from TNA. Okay. All right. I love Sue Young. I, I, I'm borderline. Like, I don't buy shirts that are not Taker shirts. Maybe CM Punk, you know, but I don't really do. You, you got to be my, my guy or my gal. And I, I've, like, been close to pulling the trigger on a Sue Young shirt for a couple times. Nice. She, she's like the Mick Foley of the women's division. Yeah. She, she could be, uh, you know, the, uh, the businesswoman, Susan. She can be little sweet Susie, or if one of those two characters get pushed the wrong way or hit in the head a little too hard, she kind of turns into the Incredible Hulk, like yeah. the banner yep. turning into the Incredible Hulk, and she becomes Sue Young, the undead bride, which fits into this. And I, I'm hoping if Sue Young comes, then she also comes with the nameless, faceless uh, undead bridesmaids. Because I'm hoping <laughs> they can they, they can they take her nameless, faceless druids, and I can yes. Have, I can have the municipality of darkness. Oh, wow. Amazing. Good call. Dude, I love it, man. You have So we we've brought in ECW, WCW, Lucha Underground, TNA. We we brought in all of it here into this mystery of darkness. I appreciate you guys. You understood the assignment. This is what I had envisioned here. I love it. Um, you know, we've both, we've all got four choices left here to round out the board. Um, you guys have all taken your mandatory tag team women manager. I still have my tag team and manager. So I got to get those in on these next two picks and I got two other picks here. So I am stalling because <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, well, geez. you have no pressure. You can get your last two as your tag team and I your can. women. I know. You, know. you might go ahead and get your other heavy hitters in. But That's I, the advantage you have. Sue Young later, but I'm stall- also stalling, so I took Sue Young sooner. Okay. <laughs> just to give me some time. <laughs> uh, but I, I really appreciate how you guys have kind of gone off the beaten path here and, and done some unique selections. I am going to select. Um, oh wow! All right, this is one that uh, I don't think you guys are going to pick, but uh, I want to throw him out there, and uh, he's going to play the role 
in the ministry that I, that like Viscera played, but I'm not going to pick Viscera, although I love Viscera. Uh, another large uh, brawler type guy that I think would just be insane if you, you brought the peak of this guy to the Ministry of Darkness. And uh, forgot to bring my fork down here, but I'm picking Abdullah the Butcher to put in my Ministry of Darkness. <laughs> Oh, Abby. And one guy that I really give uh, credit to, and that is The Undertaker. The Undertaker is still in power. Yeah. Undertaker don't have to kiss nobody's behind. You understand what I mean? And when I w- watch him, I went into the dressing room one day, and he walked over to me, Hey, Abdullah, bah, 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 how are you? This is the kind of person we need. You see what I mean? Yeah. Everybody else were like, you see what I mean? But this guy here, the Undertaker, he's been around a long time, and he's a professional. You see what I mean? He is bringing awesome. the house of ribs and Chinese food to the <laughs> Ministry of Darkness. We've eaten there. Gave us. Unfortunately, we have. But straight stomach uh, He's bringing the hard, <laughs> he's going for the hardcore title here with the fork and the blood. And uh, he's going against Mankind and Randy's Ministry of Darkness. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher is my seventh round pick. Wow. I love that. I've got a book of wrestlers and villains from like 19, wrestling's villains and and faces from like 1983. And he's in there and I'm 10 flipping through this going, who is this guy with the bloody forehead? Giving you nightmares. And and also, side note, Alex, maybe the best rack in wrestling. (laughs) You know, put it out there. Good job. <laughs> uh, awesome. That's a uh, added benefit to that choice. Yes. yes. All right, Travis, your number seven round draft pick. All right, I'm going with somebody who, uh, okay, I'm thinking, think, and thinking about this. Okay, I have a, set the table here. This is somebody who we mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, at the demise of the uh, the um, ministry. I'm going with Big Show, but here's the thing. Okay. I'm going with a debuting Big Show. Big okay. Show debuts in the ministry. Like he debuts, like change his debut from screwing Austin or making Austin win. Like, but have him debut. Yeah. He does something to help take. I hear what you're saying. You know, say like a debuting because like, Big Show. He did he make an impact? It was his yes. What did he do after that? At first, he did nothing. I mean, he just but like. Bacon debut with this icon that's Taker, who's going to have a main event. Like you, you already said, he was like the heel besides McMahon during this time. So have a debuting big show there. He's already going to be hand in hand with him. And like you've already taken Kane. So I'm thinking kind of a we love that tag team, with that, that early tag team with Big Show and Taker. Yeah, yeah we did. Those, yeah. those matches with Kane and Xbox were my favorites. It's so good. But um, so I'm thinking Big Show debuts as part of the ministry. It's a whole different. He's not going to come out and be the big show. He won't. He won't be Paul White light. You know, he'll be. He won't be Darius version of Paul White. He'll be a different. He'll be honed by the Taker. You know, and they can kind of play off of that. You know, from him coming over from WCW and I don't know whatever. But I just think it would have had a bigger impact for Paul White, the human, and it would have just been a cool spot for him to be in because he wound up there anyway at the end of the of the ministry. So. Going with somebody again, big show. We laugh about him. He's he's a Hall of Fame, but he's kind of eh, whatever. But like, I think a, a debut for him to be in the ministry would be really cool. And just seeing them side by side as he starts off his WWF career, awesome. 
So yeah. not debuting as your as your brother, but just going no, yeah. through video stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you go back to the where did he debut in WCW? The Dungeon of Doom. Dungeon he of was Doom. the giant in the Dungeon of Doom. He was the monster there. Yeah. So maybe he could drive his monster truck uh, into the arena, uh, have a Bring monster truck matchup yeah. against the against Stone Cold. <laughs> uh, I like it, man. I like it. another monster there to add to your faction. Okay, I dig it. All right, Randy, seventh round selection. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be another. This going to be a replacement pick, just like Cactus Jack was a little okay. bit of an ad liver because I lost Mortis, and this one will replace. Um, uh, Abyss, I think I'm going to go with, I think I'd be here. I'm going to go with Darby Allen. From oh, current- wow. On my list. Yeah. Not on even my on my radar. Cool. Love I don't it. have a small guy. I don't have yep. a, if you look at my list of people, I don't have that small daredevil type guy. You I need that. Sure. Sure. And then he fits, obviously, he fits the aesthetic, I think. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, slamming people into coffins or rolling down the rolling off of cliffs and body bags, whatever he's doing. (laughs) He is, you know, uh, um, Obviously, we all we think of X Pac Heat as like a bad thing in 2022, but Darby Allen is like the X Pac of 2022 in a lot of ways. Like, because if you look at X Pac 98, like one of the most over oh, guys fire. on the roster. I mean, the crowds loved him, putting on great matches uh, every night, and Darby Allen is that guy right now, man. Like he mm-hmm. is uh, so freaking fun to watch. Um, he, he's had a coffin match. Yep. <laughs> uh, so he's carried on the Undertaker's legacy of the coffin yeah, match. You got to love that. Heavyweight coffin casket match. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Good yeah, call, man. Dude. Excellent choice. Yeah. He's on my list, dude. Great, great pick. <sighs> okay. Eighth round selection. I am, um, you know, I, I feel like you guys just kind of left me with a layup here. And, uh, uh, I love how you guys have just uh, gone off the beaten path and kind of created your own unique versions here, but I, it, it just would not be right if I left <clears throat> Paul Bearer off of the draft board here. Like he's got he's got to be selected, man. And I and I kind of had wanted to select a different manager, uh, but you guys have stolen some of the great ones that I would have picked um, with the Sinister Minister. So. Uh, uh, that's not to say that Paul Bear is a consolation prize because I mean, come on, he's Paul Bearer, he's yeah. an original ministry member, and uh, I just don't think it'd be right if we didn't uh, add him to the draft board. So he's going to be my number eight selection as my manager pick. It's like getting Tom Brady in the seventh round, right? You know, like you guys just kind of left him there for me. I, I kind of thought he was. I honestly thought he'd be the second or third pick off the board. So uh, yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I thought he'd be gone by one of you two, so I just left him. I, that's why Fair I enough. Tackle, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep, yep. Me too. Fair yep. enough. All right, Travis, your eighth round selection. Ooh, all right. I'm going to go with somebody. This is kind of the same vein. I already had this guy way up on my list, but um, same vein is kind of what Randy was thinking. I need a small guy uh, just for the light heavyweight. I know I already got Vampiro, but I need an even smaller guy. And I'm going to go with somebody that's Billy Kidman. Think of the star he is. Yeah, the seven-year itch. Think of the mind control Raven had over him. Uh, Kidman. Yes. I think Kidman, even darker yes. Kidman. Yeah, I just think. And then this kind of matches he had to put on WWF at the time. They didn't really have that stunning yeah. light heavyweight division. Uh, I just think of him and X-Pac going out there, him and Aguila, him and it just it's, it's awesome. I think Kidman. Man. Put some respect on Billy Kidman's name, man. He deserves it, dude. What a great, underrated performer. One of my 
just one of my favorites to watch in WCW. Yeah, man, absolutely. Way to well, great pick, great pick. Thanks, I love man. that. They, <laughs> Another one that wasn't even on my list, and I thought no, but it makes sense, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the stars of the flock, dude. That shooting star press, man, blew my mind the first time I saw a shooting mm. star press. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that it, big dude. beaded that beaded choker necklace, like <laughs> yeah. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> And a Hall of Famer just for uh, pulling Tory Wilson, too. I mean, just, sure. <laughs> he's in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, just for that. All right. Randy, eighth round pick. Coming to you. Now, so my last three are going to be fun, fun, fun. So All right. All right. I'm going to go beaten path again. Uh, these are three I was pretty sure that nobody was going to select, and I was just going to get them because I'm weird. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, with... My top three bands, two of them are Dave Grohl related, Foo Fighters and um, Nirvana. The other one is Kiss. So I can't have a ministry without the Kiss demon. I want <laughs> Dale Torborg, yes. baby. Yes, sir. Yes. I, I love that. They, um, you know, of course, WCW brought him out in 99. Mm-hmm. Brian Adams first, right, for a couple of appearances. Um, and Brian Adams really wasn't into Kiss, didn't love it. Um, but then they offered it to Dale Torborg, who played baseball he was an athlete but he was in the power plant and they were like how would you like to play this character and dale torberg loved kiss and he so he kind of had it as a passion project and so i guess kiss was supposed to get all four members were supposed to get a wrestler with their likeness and they started they started with the demon yeah and it was mishandled so badly we never we never got to the other three but I thought it was just so cool to see Kiss on Nitro playing a concert to a bunch of non-Kiss fans that didn't yeah. care. But they, they, that's how they introduced I them. didn't care. Right? <laughs> it came up in the coffin. It opened up. And, yeah, the entrance was awesome. Oh, it was I, awesome. Yeah. I loved it. And I just thought, I've got to have the Kiss demon with the, with the demon paint and the spitting the blood and the tongue. i got to have that in my in my ministry for sure. Being a, it fits. Five, eight times. Yeah. <laughs> Good call, I, man. I definitely thought about it and considered it, but uh, I'm glad I that you I thought Randy's going to pick him, so I didn't That's have true. a list. Yeah. I had that For on sure. your list. I had that on your list, yeah. <laughs> um, Randy, you probably watched it, but there's a uh, great interview on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast uh, YouTube channel with Dale Torborg, like an hour-long interview where he just talks about that whole uh, process of becoming the demon and the whole background oh, yeah. on it. Uh, very, very interesting and seemed like a very cool guy. Yeah, like, oh, you know, I just, you know, they asked me if I wanted to do this massive gimmick and then become friends with Kiss forever. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) 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 And I was, I was a weirdo. I, of course, wasn't alive for Kiss in the 70s, but I got into Kiss in high school when they came back with their makeup in the 90s. So my best friend in high school was big into them and I'm just in the car with him all the time driving to school and back. And I kind of picked it up and fast forward 20 years later, I don't even know if he listens to Kiss anymore. It's all me. And it's all I, you. So I, I took it and ran with it. Yeah. Do you have the demon uh, FTC figure? Yeah, I do. It's packed up because we're good. Open, but I do, okay, good. I did buy that and I left it in the package and everything. Yep. Good on you. All right, two rounds left, boys. We've uh, we've made it to the final rounds here. Randy, you chose to, like you said, you're having a little fun with it here. I've still got to get in my tag team, so I'm going to do that here, and I'm going to leave my 10th selection as a bit of a wild card, kind of based on what you guys do. Uh, and I'm kind of basing my tag team, I guess kind of on both of what you guys had here. I, I want, to rep- want to have more power, kind of two enforcers here. Uh, on my list and I'm going to pick, oh man, um, I'm going to pick 
the powers of pain from the nice. WWF from the Ooh. 80s, the warlord and the barbarian. Because Ooh. can you have two better wrestling names than the warlord <laughs> and yeah. the barbarian? Are you kidding and me? And the Undertaker, all the guys, awesome, dude. Good call. <laughs> Much good like call. Randy's demolition, they'll have the face paint and just bring yeah. in the power. Uh, yeah, that, I'm going with the powers of pain. I love that we all picked just a beastly tag team together. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No one, none of us picked. Uh, I don't know. Kind of M- MSK. <laughs> dude. Guys. Well, go ahead, Randy. I thought the Road Warriors would be first off. I've had them on my list. They're on my list want- as well. Yep. I wanted to go differently and went with Chronic. So. Yeah, I uh, that's I kind of want to go with Powers of Pain, not just to be totally obvious, but uh, Travis, I, I will say, I'll, I'll save it for after we're done. I don't want to give All anything right. away, but uh, I have a different tag team that you messed up, but uh, we'll get into that later. All right, number nine, ninth round pick. I messed up. You messed it up. Yeah, you screwed it up. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is me. Oh, yeah, you're you. Yeah. Okay, this is number nine. I got one more after this. Let's see. All right. I'm going to go with a guy who I thought would have gone way earlier on in this whole entire thing. Uh, well, there's actually two guys I have on here. I'm only going to pick one of them, though. Um, flip a coin, which one I want. Uh, all right. I'll take this one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Alistair Black. Yep. Yep. Or whatever his name is now. What's his name now? Malachi. Malachi Black, yeah. Tommy End, whatever. Uh, personally, I like the guy a lot uh, as far as you know, just talk, he'd listen to him talk in interviews. But um, you can tell he's obviously influenced by Taker. And, again, uh, apparently I'm building a tiny stable with guys like Black and Kidman and uh, Vampiro. But I'm trying to get big guys like Show and, and Chronic. Abyss, Chronic, and Abyss. Yeah. So, yeah, trying to get a little healthy dose of everybody. You know, Alistair Black's got it pegged for that intercontinental t- European title level right there you know but i'm um, just seeing his entrance with taker at that time dude are you kidding me especially like his new entrances in, in uh, aw are pretty cool with the yeah the skull thing and yeah the moose skull and all that stuff yeah but uh even his, his entrance than any <laughs> yeah <laughs> taker yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be awful but yeah alistair black i thought would go way earlier on so um that's my my dead ringer pick well dude uh if if you would have told me two people you would have drafted, it would have been Raven and, and Alistair Black. Those were my top two guys I thought you would have drafted. Yeah, so, I was uh, have, yeah. yeah, I was waiting on you to get them. I love I love his theme song in AEW, which I understand is that – I think that's Brody King's band, I think I read. I that's, think it is Brody King, like, yeah. That, that's, that's his cool. screaming song, but that fits his character so well. And he's done more in, I don't even know, six months in AEW than he did in two years in WWE. It just shows you if you present the character right. In NXT, he was done well. He yes. was perfect yeah. in NXT. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and his theme music was incredible. Uh, and his entrance is incredible. His whole aura was amazing and uh, just lo- lovely. Done so well. And yeah, just that with the Vince McMahon, Vince Russo mind behind it in 99 ministry stuff. You can imagine the stuff they could have got away with, man. It's been awesome. And he's he's great in the ring. I love watching yes. him work. Man. Yes. Like, yeah, forget all the character stuff. I love watching him work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Excellent pick, my friend. Randy, your second to last selection. So this this was originally uh, my my female pick. So I'm going to take a second female here. But I oh, knew. Shoot. But I'm oh, so shoot. enticed by Sue Young. I went with Sue Young. But I, the reason why I waited so long on this one is there's 0% chance that either of you will take this. Uh, okay. As smart and learned right. as you are. 
I just don't think anybody's going to go there. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to go with from 1988's Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. <laughs> I am going to go with Big Bad Mama, who was. Wow. Big Bad Mama was a voodoo queen. So she's Papa Shango, but she's a big woman. And she's got the black and white face paint. And she's wearing like the, the ragdoll dress. And she is most notably known. She's most notably known for flattening Al Bundy on an episode of Yeah, buddy. So Al Bundy, Al Bundy goes to Vegas. I forget how, but uh, he goes to Vegas and he's trying to make money. He's always a poor shoe salesman. And they they say, you know, uh, uh, survive 10 minutes with a glow girl. And he thinks he's going to get in the ring with Lady Godiva or Becky, the farmer's uh, daughter. Uh, and it ends up being Big Bad Mama comes out and she ends up squashing him from the middle rope. And he's basically a, in a vegetative state like Taker in 2010. So, <laughs> <laughs> Big Bad Mama. Alex, my dream was to take Papa Shango, the and... daddy. Mm. And- Big Bad Mama, the Voodoo Mama, and I'd have the Mamas and the Papas, but you ruined it. You could take number 10 to Scott Steiner, the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Daddy. He's He's still available. You're right. (laughs) Wow. What a selection, Randy. What a a call, buddy. This is why we invited you to be the third man here on this draft day, because not a single person in the world would have selected that. But I love it. You made the case for it. Final round here, boys. Uh, Get your picks in while you got them here. Tenth round, you know, I was also going to select a woman. Man, I'm just torn now because I because I want to come in strong here at the end. I've got some other names on the list. Well, you but, can uh, fizzle out like the ministry did. It's fine. Just pick some- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might. I got several picks I might fizzle out with. <laughs> you know what? No I'm going go, to go with my gut. It's not quite as uh, off the wall as Randy's pick, but... Uh, this was gonna be my um, my original woman's pick, but I, I really felt strongly about uh, Sensational Sherry, and this is another one I've clearly been influenced by watching uh, the latest season of Dark Side of the Ring, and I'm gonna go with uh, just one of the scariest, craziest women to ever compete in the history of professional wrestling. She can be a wrestler, she could be a manager, she can do whatever she wants to do. I'm picking Luna Vachon as my tenth round draft pick. From this day forth, I will haunt your very breath. I will be your shadow in the darkness. And then soon, very, very soon, I will wipe you from this earth. And I, Luna Vachon, I will be the goddess of the squared circle. I mean, I remember seeing her as a kid and just being fascinated by her and being scared to death of her. And uh, I think pairing her with The Undertaker could bring uh, some incredible television there. So that's going to be my final yeah, selection. Great call. And you got Van, you got Gangrel too, right? I do have Gangrel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And they, dude, they could have done intergender stuff, tag, mixed tag matches. Sure. So that, that'd been awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing yeah. her 
she'd wow, man, the stuff she'd paint on the side of her head and all that. She'd have been great, dude, in the ministry. That'd have been awesome. Yep. Good call. Yep. Put a taker symbol, the XT there, yeah, side of her shave it in her hair. So yeah, she, she's wild, sure. man. She's yeah, insane. She's, yeah. She frightened me, man. Yeah, I love oh. the Harvey Two Face. You know, she's kind of like from this angle. You're like, oh, she's not a bad looking lady. That's pretty cool. And she can wrestle <laughs> awesome. And then she goes like this, and then she starts talking like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Travis, your final selection. Oh, man, I got a few people tough, left on tough my choice. board here. Yeah. Well, y'all pick two women. I feel like I have to pick a woman. You don't have to. No, no. no. I wasn't going to. You I don't have gonna, to. Not at all. I don't, I don't think. All right, so. Oh, man. Plenty of strong talent in every <laughs> there's one, department. There's, there's one I want to say. with. He's, he's going to be a tool. <laughs> anyway, um, maybe my number 11. You got to have a fall guy, you know? All right. Uh, all right. Ready? Here Ready. He is, number 10. My boy, Stevie Richards. Yes! All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. He's got the history of Raven and Raven's Nest and Raven's Flock and all that. I'm thinking I'm, – I'm honestly trying to build storylines here out of this ministry. I'm thinking of how they're going to yeah, break away. Again, sure. the whole Raven sure. thing, Aleister Black, Vampiro, they've all kind of got the same thing going on. Stevie Richards was always a lackey, never the guy, always a lackey. I got Victoria in my stable too. They were, I just, I think Stevie, like you said, got to have a fall guy. Um, Kidman can't take the fall every time. Uh, Vampiro can't. I want to build him up as a strong character. Stevie Richards is there to take the pinfalls like Midian kind of was. Stevie Richards, European title type contender maybe, hardcore, whatever. So, yeah, Stevie Richards is is my last pick. And, uh, yeah. Yes, a great pick, man. And he's he's a chameleon. He could do anything, and he would dress like him. I mean, he did Big Stevie, cool, all kinds of stuff. Like he could do goofy, serious, yes. whatever you want to do. He'd come out and do anything. So yeah. he would be all in to whatever he's doing. I love that. Mm -hmm. Excellent final round pick. He could work. He could be a manager. I mean, he could just be. Yep. Nice. I mean, That's right. He, he managed Chronic, who was uh, one of your other hey, teams. Hey, <laughs> yeah. See, it all fits together. All coming together. <laughs> All right, Randy, bring us home. I know you're going to have a good selection here for your final pick. I uh, trust well, you. I believe in you. Yeah, the last pick every year in the NFL draft, they call him Mr. Irrelevant, right? Mm -hmm. And usually, to be fair, he is irrelevant. I think maybe Ryan Suckup was a kicker for the Chiefs that had a pretty decent career, but usually you pretty much never hear them ever again, and that's why they are Mr. Irrelevant. So I think I'm going to take Mr. Irrelevant in this draft, and I'm going to really go with Irrelevant. And every every stable needs some foot soldiers and a fall guy, as you guys were saying. I'm going to go with my final pick being the ECW zombie. <laughs> you did it. You that's amazing. You, did it. you brought Mr. Irrelevant. From the premiere episode of ECW on oh, Sci-Fi, yeah. yeah. June 13th, 2006. They oh, yeah. That's riveting right there. What the hell is this guy about? This is laughable. What the hell is that? All righty then. This is ridiculous. They trotted him out there. They wanted to dispel the notion that this was going to be hokey and 
zombies and sci-fi and horror. They trotted him out there, and he was killed by the Sandman with kendo stick shots in about four seconds. And so man, good. So uh, my, good. My favorite part was like the grave dirt that was flying yes. off his body. <laughs> he was getting pounded into the sand. Um, so the oh, oh my. What a selection. Uh, you got the Undertaker, you got to have a zombie. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kudos. Get everybody, give yourself some round of applause. Yeah, you, you brought good, it here good tonight. Picks, picks. Excellent picks here. I love the variety here. Um, let's run down our selections here, uh, everybody. Is, Let, let's remind you everybody. You want to talk about some extra ones we kind of had? Maybe just those. I did. Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. Uh, All right, cool. Let's uh let's just run down our our, our initial yeah. selections and then uh yeah I want to talk about guys who we left on the board there. So my Ministry of Darkness team Alex is of course the Undertaker as the leader, Kane, Bray Wyatt, Sensational Sherry, Papa Shango, Mortis, Gangrel, Abdullah the Butcher, Manager Paul Bearer, uh, tag team the Powers of Pain, and then Luna Vachon as my final selection. Perfect. Love right. that. Yeah. Who's yours, Travis? Oh, I didn't rhyme in order, huh? <laughs> I have them. Yeah. Okay. You want me to run through them? And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Travis, yours was, uh, what, do you have them noted? I have them all. Okay. Well, go ahead. Order, yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be in order. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. Go ahead. Uh, I've got Raven and we'll take her, obviously. And Raven, Alistair Black, Tag Team Chronic, Manager of the Jackal, uh, Billy Kidman, uh, Itchy Kidman, uh, for, mind you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, seven year itch, Kidman. Uh, big shoe, big shoe, big shoe. <laughs> yeah, big shoe. We got a really big shoe for you tonight. <laughs> big shoe. Yeah. Uh, debuting Paul White as uh, a minion of the Undertaker, Vampiro, Victoria as my female, uh, Abyss and Fall Guy, Chameleon of of all the arts, Mister Stephen Richards. So. Very nice, very nice, Randy. Your Ministry of Darkness. Yes, uh, led by the Amish Devil Undertaker. Uh, he is backed by manager Sinister Minister from ECW. Mm. Next to them, tag team Demolition in all their Mad Max glory. Uh, next to Demolition is Sue Young, the undead bride and her undead bridesmaids, hopefully come with. Uh, Mil Muertes, the uh, Lucha Taker from Lucha Underground. Jake the Snake Roberts of 1991 heel fame. Cactus Jack from ECW. Darby Allen from current day AEW, the Kiss Demon Dale Torborg, Big Bad Mama from the Gorgeous League of Wrestling, 1980 mm. to 1990, and my Fall Guy, my Foot Soldier, the ECW Zombie, making his first and last appearance on the uh, premiere episode <laughs> of ECW on Sci-Fi. <laughs> Good job, Three fellas. very different teams. Uh, excellent job, everybody. Um, yeah, Travis. Uh, let's talk about this uh, before we shut it down tonight. Yeah, some of the some of the guys left on the draft board, man. Who were who some of the people that you had uh, written down that uh, for whatever reason you did not select? I had a fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Um, okay, he was yeah. allegedly going to be the higher power at one point. Allegedly, depending on who you ask. Um, I had him though. Just that that character when he got to actually play it was pretty cool, um, pretty cool character, and that would have been really neat in the ministry. Again, if I didn't already have a Kidman and a Vampire, I was going to take a um, 
Christopher Daniels, but I had him, Luke Harper as a yeah. Same. If I'd have gotten Bray, I probably would have put Luke just because that guy can freaking work, dude. And he's just he can do anything, man. And he was, you know, the what's that stable he had, the Dark Order, like he kind of had that going too. So yeah. anyway, I had them on there. Um, yep. Just yep. in case, uh, had some guys you guys stole, but eh, eh, those two were the two I thought we left on the board. Uh, Randy, what about you? Yeah, my, my main two I lost were to you. Uh, was Papa Shango and Mortis. So uh, in place of them, I ended up with uh, pretty good shape, Cactus Jack and Darby Allen. Not too bad of uh, scabs for losing those two. I did have on my list, uh, I was always prepared, though. I had way more than I needed. So I had people like Minoru Suzuki from Japan, you know, Murder Ooh, Grandpa. Okay. I had him in Evil. I had him in Evil on the list from uh, Japan. Nice. Boogeyman, Dexter Loomis from NXT. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about there. Loomis, and then I thought about just his portrayal and how it—it's a little bit—it's weird to say it's a little bit over the top for the for Ministry, which is yeah. weird. But like it's because that was over the top, but in a different way. But yeah, I thought about Loomis. I, I do. I, I like that call, man. I thought you were going to pick Dexter Loomis. I, I had that as a potential guy for you, Travis. Uh, Boogeyman I had written down. Yeah. I just couldn't justify it. No. <laughs> um, I did have Crush later on in the, in the draft, thinking like the evil Crush with the face paint. But uh, Travis stole that. But the, the, the one that I did not think you were going to take, Travis, uh, my tag team was going to be the Dark Carnival of Great Muda and Vampiro from WCW. Oh, so I messed it up. You screwed that up by taking Vampiro. He was not going to be a singles guy for me. Gotcha. But uh, I really wanted to take Great Muda. But uh, I I, I considered taking him as a singles. But uh, I was just bitter that you took Vampiro. So I left him (laughs) on the board. It hurt too much, yeah. It hurt too much. I think we left Vader on the board, too. I had Vader. I I had a potential Vader pick. Mm -hmm. uh, But I felt like I had too many monsters. Yeah. Um, women, uh, Alexa bliss, obviously could have been oh, picked yeah. Rosemary, um, Scarlet Bordeaux, I thought, uh, mm. was a potential pick and Nikki cross was one of the ones that mm-hmm. I thought could have been a cool pick just as a wild card type person in there. And, uh, managers, man, um, this guy could have been a wrestler, but I, but I was thinking of him more of as a manager was Kevin Sullivan as the taskmaster, man. Yep. If I didn't get Jackal, if y'all got him, I was going to take Kevin Sullivan. So yeah. I had Sullivan and Paul Ellering were the other two. Yeah, mm, Paul, Paul Ellering. I could yep. see that. I had yep. Road Warriors and Paul Ellering on mine, too. So. Yeah, we mentioned Road Warriors. And uh, I just got to say, could have been tag teams or could have been singles. Um, I'm very surprised that none of us ever mentioned Matt or Jeff Hardy to be in their Ministries of Darkness. Because they were on my boards, but uh, just didn't end up picking them. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think of that. They weren't even on my board for six. Really? I, I kind of penciled them in, just uh, maybe tag team, but I really I had I had enough little guys, and I, I I wanted to get some a big tag team. I also had um oh crap, I had Perry Saturn written down. If I didn't get, the, oh, I was yeah. going to go with him or Stevie as my last pick, sure. um, because again, I thought he's an intercontinental title type guy. He can do. He, he wore a dress. He had crazy eyeballs and sure. wore a dog collar, all that kind of stuff in WCW. Man, he could do – he didn't care, dude. He And he could go out there and just hustle and, and, and work like nobody's business. He didn't have to talk. He could have, you know, Jack will talk for him. It just – I thought Stevie – or I mean Perry Saturn would have fit. But when you said a fall guy, that's why I chose Stevie over him. So, How about nobody taking Sting? Any particular I, reason? I, yeah. I, go ahead. 
No, I, I was I was about to bring that up. That was gonna be my last point. Was uh, nobody taking Sting? I like Sting. I love Sting. Uh, I mean, you can't deny what he's done in this business, and that Crow uh, character I think fits in the Ministry. I mean, that fits that aesthetic. I didn't pick him because I feel like like he would be a leader onto himself, and like how would mm-hmm. he be under the Undertaker? Exactly. And also, right. I, I, you guys have heard me say this before. I am the only person on planet Earth that really didn't desire the Undertaker versus Sting. I, I think Sting is amazing. I think it would be a great match just because it's the Undertaker and Sting. Not yeah. that they're all alike at all. They both wear black, but that's about where I draw the line. I just don't get it. So I didn't pick him for that reason. And I think Sting would have his own faction. He doesn't really need to be. He doesn't need to. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah. the kind of reason. I was like Sting, the whole point of that Crow character was he was alone. He was a, right. he wasn't WCW. He wasn't NWO. So I was like, yeah, he was Wolfpack eventually, but like I couldn't put him with Taker. I just didn't. That character doesn't fit. Even now, he's got Darby, but he doesn't really have a faction. And that crazy Joker Sting worked out in TNA for a little bit, but um, yeah. I, I think a Sting ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. I just wouldn't have put him in this. But yeah, I, I I thought about it though. I thought maybe somebody would do it. Yeah, no, I did too, and I definitely considered it. Um, I think that's the reason why I didn't pick like Jeff Hardy as well. It just almost mm-hmm. felt like like too much, uh, too much leadership, uh, too much, too many, too many top guys in there that just wouldn't click in sort of that faction mindset. But he would definitely yeah. fit the character would if you could sure. come up with a way to do it. But uh, you know, uh, the fans may disagree with us; they may agree with us, and then and we want to hear what you, the listeners, think of our draft pick. So what we're going to do is uh, we will post these selections here once this episode drops, once it's been out, once it's been out for a uh, couple of days, and we want you, the listeners, to vote. So we'll put a poll up on our Twitter page at Talking Taker, which ministry of darkness do you think is the best is it alex's is it travis's or is it randy's which one would you want to see in real life and we will let the fans decide who truly won this ministry of darkness draft um i think you can make a case for any of us first yeah yes don't just look at the names and see because it might not i know who would win off of that just look at the name but listen to the Listen to the the justifications first as we build our teams. I think that's what it came down to, you know, truly crafting a faction. You know, what does that mean to have a Ministry of Darkness? And that's what we wanted to do here for you listeners. We hope you enjoyed it. I had a blast. I don't know about you guys, but I had an incredible time. This was so much fun. Oh, this took so many turns. I didn't even know we're going down. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we yeah. Well, you know, when Alex pitched this initially, and uh, you know, I said, "Hey, do you want do we want to wait for the NFL draft so it's like draft season?" I don't know if that would hit with you guys. And Alex is like, "I'm so excited, let's do it now." <laughs> glad we did it now. So glad we did it now. So much it, fun. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate you, Randy, for joining us. Uh, why don't you give us uh, your plugs for your Twitter? Hey, and, uh, Randy. Me- Sorry. You're- you're a podcast of star of your own, so uh, to plug uh, the other podcasts that you appear on as well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I'm shocked that I got through the holiday season and all those clearance sales on uh, and sales on uh, WWE Shop. Nobody bought me the Hey Randy shirt. On WWE Shop. <laughs> I'm very shocked that I got through the holidays without that. But, hey um, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm on. I am on the the Collecting Dead Man podcast. Stephen is. Uh, good, gracious enough host to allow me to come on once a month. And uh, we went through the tag team victories for The Undertaker because those are matches. Everybody goes to WrestleMania or maybe the world title wins. So we went through all the 
month by month we went through the tag team title wins because some of those you know maybe you see those all the time and other other ones are just on random smackdowns or on random raw so it's kind of cool to relive what the federation was going through at that particular time and we finished it we finished it last uh, month we do one per month and so now we're doing a new series it's a brief series it's the undertaker's undercard championships which is one is one it's a brief series and um we're gonna do great great run yes yes uh brief great run and we're gonna record that i think on thursday so in two days and then it'll probably be out by the time this episode drops but it's going to be the hardcore championship rvd and the undertaker at vengeance 01 we'll cover that and it's usually pretty snackable we usually get through it in about an hour just you know going through the match talking about things toys that relate to that match like the undertaker looks like from that time period and i think after the very short series of undercard titles we're going to go into our next venture which is going to be some of the Undertaker's gimmick matches. So we'll go through, we haven't decided which one we're going to start with, but we'll start maybe with coffin matches and casket matches and go through them one by one. And some of them are probably going to be done to death, Yokozuna, things like that, but some of them are going to be on random Raws. And I, I was telling it up the other day for kicks, and I was, all of them that I could think of and look up on the internet, I don't know if they have footage for all of them. I mean, we were at 50 plus. Oh, so my. Oh I told Lord. Steven, get, get ready for four more years of Randy. Four more years. <laughs> We've got a long way to go. You guys might have to double up on a few of those episodes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, some of those casket and coffin matches are whew, rough. Those first Brutal. ones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, very cool, man. I'm so glad that you guys are doing that. I have enjoyed listening to those on the Collecting Dead Man podcast. Uh, of course, people can follow you on Twitter at Pokey's Little Dog for your horror movie reviews and Foo Fighters commentary over there as well. I encourage everybody to do that. You are a great Twitter follow and Minnesota Gophers football commentary as well. Um, uh, of course, you guys, if you listen to this, you know where to follow us at Talking Taker on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a rating on Spotify because uh, they rate podcasts on Spotify now. So just go click five stars real easy. Help us out and uh, subscribe on Spotify. Everybody's leaving Spotify. We just put all our episodes up on Spotify. I ain't so. going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> all our stuff's on Spotify now. Um uh, all the archives are up on Spotify and everything's up on YouTube as well, along with uh, I've been trying to post some supplemental Talking Taker content to YouTube. Um, my goal is to post, um, you know, a couple extra videos every month in addition to the podcast on YouTube. So I've been did a couple, did an unboxing for a new figure for the Talking Taker collection. I asked for your advice as far as what Ludwig Borga <laughs> merchandise item to get because I'm not going to spend $300 on a Ludwig Borger figure. Uh, but I did a video on that. Got a couple that I've already recorded that I'm waiting to throw up on there. Uh, in addition to this video, the video of the podcast is up on our YouTube channel as well. So go subscribe to us on YouTube. You don't even have to watch it. Just go subscribe. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to YouTube. It takes nothing. You don't even notice it. It'll just pop up in your feed. You can just ignore it. But just go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Help us out with that. And uh, let us know what you want in the future, because uh, our next episode will be the month of April. We're doing these episodes every month now, so we'll have a new episode April 1st. I do have an idea, but it is really pending on whether or not The Undertaker gets inducted <laughs> into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, otherwise, we will have to uh, change plans. 
Yeah, that would that episode would drop the night he would probably get inducted. I think. Exactly. I think the Hall of Fame. I think the Hall of Fame is after SmackDown that Friday. I'm not I think mistaken. that's what it's scheduled for. Of course, they've announced yeah. literally nothing. So, um, yeah, it's February. fingers crossed. No keep Maybe your eyes. I, that would be incredible. So uh, keep your eyes on our social media because uh, maybe asking for you, the listeners, help with that episode if that is the case, that he goes in the Hall of Fame. But yeah. if not, we'll come up with something else excellent to add to it. Uh, Travis, uh, by the time this episode drops, you will have uh, had a very important musical performance, and our fingers yeah. are crossed that you'll have another one coming up after the episode drops as well. Tell us about that. Yeah, as we record this, uh, as we record this uh, a week from now, I will be playing at a... Tennessee Songwriter Showcase, and I will be one of 20 people at uh, this particular showcase that gets to win. Only six people from the whole state gets, get chosen and uh, get to go to Nashville. So as a recording of this, it hasn't happened yet. As the time you're hearing this, I will either have gotten chosen and move on to the final round and get to play in Nashville or not. And either way, the win for me. I've had a lot of good response, a lot of good uh, publicity from it, a lot of more people listening to my stuff than ever before. So that's pretty cool. That's what it's all about. So appreciate you guys' support, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be moving on natural for play the Bluebird Cafe, pretty prestigious area. So, what a dream! Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, either way, it's been fun. It's been a win. So, I've I've loved it. The whole thing's been fun. It's all just extra credit because I didn't plan any of this. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We're so proud of you. Uh, congratulations on getting through the first round. And uh, of course, all your music is available on all the streaming platforms, YouTube yep. as well. The latest album is Radical. Encourage everybody to go check it out. Randy, you know the Bluebird, Foo Fighters, has part of one of their songs. And that's why I was when Travis posted about the Bluebird Cafe, my ears went, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I, because of that, I go to any Sonic Highway city. They did eight of those cities. They did different uh, places okay. where they kind of yeah. toured yeah. the city and tried to yep. get the evidence when they wrote that song. So when they did Nashville, then they played at uh, Bluebird. And so when I went to Nashville, uh, my wife and I had to go to the Bluebird. Foo Fighters didn't play that night. Right. No. Uh, I, I still, I was there and I, I had a chance to kind of eat there and watch somebody else play and it was just such an intimate setting and very, it very is. cool. You never know if the person that you're seeing in front of you is never going to be heard from again right. or they're going to be Taylor Swift. You have no exactly. idea. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I lived in Nashville five years and never went to Bluebird. Uh, always wanted to, just never got the chance to. And uh, So yeah, really cool. Really, really, yeah, like you said, person playing in front of you could never be heard from again or could wind up being Garth Brooks. So it's just like, yeah, it's a cool place. Cool place. We're rooting, we're rooting for you, man. Uh, we're excited you. for you, and uh, we're look. We you know we uh, check your social media, Travis White Music, for all your latest shows. If you're in the Tennessee area, yeah, want to go see Travis. Uh, and I just want to give one more thanks to Randy for uh, sending me a couple of onesies for our, our upcoming uh, baby who's going to be born here uh, next month in March. Is this a collecting dead man one? Is this uh, from his site? This is, uh, yeah, this is a collecting that dead one man. Is. One. I told yeah. Stephen, love me that. Fifteen cents or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the under Fraser, which uh, oh. popped me and my wife real big so time. Good. Love it, man. Thank you so, so much, good. Randy. Uh, we love having you on the show. We appreciate your friendship, uh, yeah. and uh, you've just been an awesome, awesome friend of the show. And uh, we're still looking for a time where we can meet up in real life. Hope we can make that happen one day. Yeah, if everything cools off and the world stops burning, we will meet up. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Absolutely. No diggity. Travis, close us out, my friend. All right. Thank you guys for joining us with this uh, first ever uh, 
mock draft. Well, no, the real draft, real draft, real draft, not a mock draft. Yeah, That's we right. had our mocks, had our mocks, first year real draft. Let us know what you think. Uh, this was a blast. It was uh, a lot of uh, really good time. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, let us know what your mock drafts or your drafts would be. You know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Get your feedback. What would your drafts be? What'd you like about ours? What'd you dislike? Um, love to hear feedback from you guys. Uh, even though we only do these once a month now, it's uh, it's fun to hear feedback from you guys all along. So um, you guys uh, stay safe out there. And as always, 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 take her easy.